Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I'm trying to elevate small talk to medium talk. I'm Alexander Chester, and Av, do you even know how to do a podcast? And I'm Av Sinensky, and I certainly hope I don't find any of you in violation of the Av-Avi rule. Welcome back to Pretty, Pretty, Pretty Good, a Curb Your Enthusiasm podcast. We are here today to to discuss Season 12, Episode 1, Atlanta, which originally aired on February 4th, 2024. That's yesterday for when we're recording. Uh, Curb is back, season 12, the final season, they say, although every interview I saw with Larry, and Larry has been really, you know, getting around, um, yeah. every episode I saw is mostly just people saying to him, you're not really done, right? Like, you're going to come back again. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it, they're kind of, like, leaving it open, though, because, like, Jeff Schaefer is, is willing to say to anyone, basically, that, like, Larry always says it's the last season. So. Yeah, but this is all just wishful thinking on everyone but Larry's part. I, I think, but he's, like he's, he's pretty old. <laughs> no, he's for sure old. Yeah. Um, and I and I do think it's probably the final season. But you, they also like are basically saying like they're they made this the final season because they came up with what they thought was like a funny idea to end the final season. So like, that's not like permanent. Yeah. So so what, are you putting odds that we're getting a season thirteen? No, I still think it's less like more more likely final than not. Yeah, I think it's definitely final. Um, yeah, I think almost definitely final. But like the 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 reasoning they're giving for why it's final is not because like because like Larry's getting old and he doesn't want to do this anymore. It's like it's like well, oh, because he, we came up with a good idea. <laughs> so I, mean, like, I, 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 I haven't actually I haven't actually heard that. So you've heard that it's because they are excited about their finale idea. I saw in an interview, I think with Jeff Schaefer and the Hollywood Reporter or something, and okay. he literally said, like, Larry came up with an idea, or he, or he came up with an idea, they came up with an idea together, I don't remember exactly the etymology, um, and one of them said, like, oh, that would be, like, such a funny way to end the season, and the other one's like, but that would be an even funnier way to end the series, and they're like, good, done, end oh. the series. Oh, okay, because I've seen on all these interview- aforementioned interviews, Larry says, I'm really fucking old. <laughs> oh, yeah? So, yeah. Um, yeah, he's been on like every single uh, not not just like uh, talk sh- like night talk shows, but he's there yeah. at gay talk shows. Yeah, he's really shown up everywhere. He's been everywhere. Uh, podcasts. But yeah, yeah. He turned us down. <laughs> yeah. I mean, actually, we didn't ask. The truth is, we yeah. should have asked. We didn't That's even true. ask. Exactly. Yeah, he That's, was probably uh, he's probably very upset about it. Uh, his, we, his his return to pretty 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 good. <laughs> if anything, we should have learned is that celebrities don't come on your podcast if you don't ask them. Yes, you miss hundred percent of those shots. That's for sure. Now, All right, should we jump into the new? Turns, uh, the out, new... turns out you miss close to 100% of the ones you do try yes. uh, these days, but uh, yeah. what are you going to do? Um, but yeah. Easier than they were during COVID. <laughs> yeah, I think that turned out to be a big factor. Uh, yeah. Respect. But what are you going to do? Um, we don't have as many guests as we used to. It's just me and you. So mm. if, you're, if you're listening to this, it's probably because you like us. Yeah, uh, yeah, I can let my hair down. I don't always love guests. Guests are, you, got, you take a risk, you know? 
Yeah. Although speaking of podcasts, there ha- there is a new podcast around here. Um, also seeming to getting much more buzz, much more press. They got like a promo right before the episode. This other mm. podcast. Yeah. Now, 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 let me ask a question. Did you ever ask Max if they would do a promo for Pretty 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 Good right before I, season eleven? I did it. You're right. Okay. Another good so, point. Yeah. They probably asked. Yeah. So Jeff and yeah. Susie asked, and we didn't. So they got the promo. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and now it's probably too late because they already asked first. Yeah. Now we so, are discussing a home and home with Jeff and Susie. So uh, we'll let you know. Yeah, well, you know how that goes. Um, yeah. Listen to their podcast first. You'll see if we show up on theirs first. Yeah, okay. Um, all right, so are we ready to jump into season 12? Let's jump the final in season. to season 12, episode one. Yeah. Um, now, bef- but just before we start, <laughs> yes, I, I just want to note that this is my favorite show. I love this show you know, more than just about anything. I'm elated to have it back. And criticisms or what sounds like negativity is relative to the overall production of this show not relative to other media television etc yeah so absolutely yeah and like we haven't even really talked uh globally i mean like this was awesome to just have back on tv like as soon as oh, i heard sure. those yeah. those chords following the hbo buzz i was like ecstatic i was grinning ear to ear to hear to hear those chords of music to see uh maria sofia's face appear on the screen and just be like back in this world again knowing that we'd be seeing larry again seeing jeff seeing the whole gang um and that we'd be getting 10 new of these that like we've just like never seen before anything could happen it's curb like literally anything could happen um and i'm just so excited i'm i'm excited to talk about what we saw Last night, and I'm uh, I'm sad that there's only nine more of these, probably. So uh, yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna cherish every one of these, even if uh, sometimes with with a little bit of tough love. Uh, I know that I'm expecting some of that from you tonight. <laughs> um, but um, listen, there's uh, there's only 120 of these in the whole world, so we're gonna be nice to them for the most part, and we love yeah. them all. So one, you know, one one down this week, nine more to go. Let's do it. Season 12, episode one, Atlanta. As I said before, we start off with this um, kind of like a cold open um, where we learn that young Larry has essentially been a big hit, uh, mm. mostly off the back of Maria Sofia, who is a global sensation now. She is like basically like an A-list celebrity. She's on the cover of magazines like Vogue, People, and we cut to her appearing on Jimmy Kimmel where she's just like still just like 100% in character, just like riffing all the time. And she tells us that like, yeah, the show has a script, but like mostly I just say whatever I want. I like, I put my own spin on things. Um, no, so let I, me ask, uh, let me ask you a question. One second into the episode, as soon as we see the first, uh, you know, variety cover, what was your sort of emotional reaction to seeing like, that's where we were starting the season? Um, I kind of was not thrilled. Um, yeah. I was kind of to hope that this would just be like a fresh thing. Yeah. Which is um, which is unfortunate, but yeah, that's how I felt as well. Um, and yeah, I was looking a little bit to, to moving on. Oh, and I felt the same way with Irma when she appears in the, in the next scene. And I knew that you know I'd seen the trailer, I'd read like I, I knew what this was coming, but it was still uh, you know a little disappointing. 
I don't. I don't particularly love either um, either character, Maria Sofia or Irma. Even though I know I'll be canceled for not loving Tracy Ullman, who's very good. Just the, the character is very annoying, which is the point. But yeah. So I would um, say I I really thought these were both great characters in season eleven, and like yeah. thought that like I I was really on board for both of their arcs, and like I but it wasn't like the Man I, or, or Leon. I didn't. Need yeah, to but I didn't. Yeah. I didn't need either of them to carry over season twelve. I was like yeah. perfectly fine to see both of those having you know a series wrap on them, and like you know they ran their course with stories that wrapped up as far as I knew. Yeah. Uh, now, now, one of our eagle-eyed viewers noticed that Maria Sophia's dad is sitting, I think that was uh, Gromley, um, or, or Gormami. Gormami. Uh, yeah, so Gormami, as some pronounce it. Um, yeah, so Maria Sophia's dad sitting right behind Susie in the audience of that award show. Um, and in a still from a deleted scene, we see that he and Larry actually got into it in the audience. Oh, really? So, yeah. So we'll uh, we'll we'll have to find out what that's about, or maybe it comes back in a future episode. But it seemed like it was it seemed like it was the same. They were wearing the same things. Susie was wearing the same ridiculous outfit. Um, Maria Sophia's performance on Jimmy Kimmel Live, by the way, uh, this is Jimmy Kimmel's uh, second time on Curb, I believe. First appeared, yes, uh, yeah, the Fatwa. So, yes, uh, seven years ago, uh, three seasons ago. I believe um, was was Larry on Jimmy Kimmel when he learns about the Fatwa. He, um, well, he earns the no. He learns about it on the phone, doesn't he? Earns oh, it by, he by earns going it on Jimmy. Jimmy yes, by it, describing. Yeah. Okay. Um, but Maria Sophia's performance reminds me of the time on Friends. Uh, spoiler alert for a possible future of that podcast, which is this podcast. <laughs> yeah. When Joey's dismissive of the writers in this of the soap opera he's starring on in the yes. interview in the magazine. Yes, I thought of that too. Yeah, and so they're like, "Fuck you, we're gonna write you off the show." Right. Uh, obviously, Maria Sophia doesn't have that risk because of the leverage her dad has on Larry, leverage which apparently never expires. Like, no, that... no, no, no. The, the leverage is irrelevant. They moved. They now she's a superstar. Leverage. Yeah, she. They remember like the tape goes into the producers at the end, like the very end. They, of well, okay, the they could love the in, they could love the interview where it looks like she's mock fighting. Yeah, Ted but Hansen obviously she's a big until, hit until until yeah. they meet her in real life and realize oh she wasn't mock fighting. She's a psychopath. Apparently not though, because she's a big hit. Whatever she's doing is working. This is like so, some crazy, so, like accidental producers. So here's my question. So does that mean oh? Good point by you there. Another, yeah. So doesn't that mean that her dad was actually right and Larry was actually wrong? Larry owes her his dad the apo- an apology. Um, I guess, like, clearly she has some quality that everyone except for Larry and Jeff and the viewers and Cheryl <laughs> um, is, are, are seeing. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Um, so. Now, now it, it is a little curious to me, you know, as long as we're talking about this uh, successful show, Young Larry, our, our, our South African billionaire, excuse me, our African billionaire friend, Michael Fouché, uh, we will learn later, is a fan of Young Larry you know, willing to pay a million dollars or whatever it is for Maria Sophia and Larry to show up at his party. What did he want the actor playing young Larry in addition to Maria Sophia? Okay, maybe he wants Larry also. Um, in fact, as long as we're going out of order, uh, when they're having their truth and reconciliation meeting, he will say, <laughs> he he will declare that Larry was his childhood hero. Uh-huh. So whatever, we can, we can get to that when we get to that. But yeah, yeah. I, I got a lot of questions about All right, so yeah, why don't we dig in when we get with the But anyway, it is very weird that. how the only thing that we know about young Larry is that Maria Sophia, who plays a supporting role as young Larry's love interest, is very popular. Yeah, yeah. I don't we know, know nothing else about the show. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so we, you know, we get reintroduced in uh, scene one to Maria Sophia. And as you mentioned in scene two, we get reintroduced to Irma Kostrowski. Um, and we start out with like, you know, Larry is uh, doing his crossword and he's interrupted by her coming down the stairs singing the very annoying J.G. Wentworth uh, jingle. Do you Were you familiar with this jingle? Well, everyone in the world is familiar with this okay. jingle. What my question is. I didn't know is, if it was like a regional thing or whatever. Well, my question is, 
what you, you know how like over the last several weeks there's been like the viral meme of the Eminem Eight Miles uh, scene, but instead of him singing his rap song, he's singing this. Now oh. you're not responding, so you haven't seen it. I've seen no, it like approximately 474 times. Yeah, okay. All right. Uh, I'll send it to you. Right. It's the, the point is that it times up perfectly when he's sort of rapping and then the crowd reacts. And so it uh-huh. looks exa- – anyways. So I was about to speculate, but it landed flat on you, that perhaps that was all some secret like um, Curb-inspired um, social media as a way to get us excited for this episode. Because I was like, boy, J.G. Wentworth has never been bigger than he's been like right now. Yeah, be, and, not not for you. So, and then Larry's gonna endorse JG Wentworth at halftime of the Super Bowl. Yes, uh, it's all part of the conspiracy. Yes, I yeah. yes, yes. Um, so yes, yes. This is uh, just about the most. The, the only thing that's more annoying would be like the cars for kids, with yes. which Family Guy already uh, made fun of. I, I would say more annoying is the fact that I uh, that I made a reference that I thought everybody knew and you didn't. So I'm going to uh, I'll others share might it. know. I'll just share it for one second, um, just so that you can oh, see it. Okay. Okay. Sure. You can see my screen. I see your screen. I have a structured settlement and I need <laughs> cash now. Okay, okay, that is very good. Yeah. Yeah. So so that that's been all over, like right now. And then uh Larry comes out with uh this uh this oh okay. this, uh, J- yeah. JG Wentworth uh, having a moment. Uh, yes, exactly. JG Wentworth does not count. Now the difference is that um Irma goes to the sort of the deeper cut of the second line, the second verse. She goes past structured settlement, right? She goes to annuity or what, what, what's the next? Yeah, line annuities, yeah. annuities. I didn't even know that one. Now I have another question. So Larry is stuck with Irma. We're about to find out because when she fell off the wagon at the very end of last season, which for those who don't remember is because Larry stole her, or her Holocaust killed grandfather's Holocaust shoes from the Holocaust museum. And this drove her to the bottle. Um, this is a repeat of the plot we already had with Loretta Black. Yes, I and, have that. Yeah. And Larry went to great efforts to try to get her to break up with him since he couldn't break up with her because of right. her, in that case, physical illness. Uh, he, um, although, you know, I'll call his illness. So why doesn't Larry try and get Irma to break up with him here? Yeah. Other I than the she, fact that it'd be repeating she, a plot. She, and she's, cause she's probably just like so pathetic. That, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, so is in theory, uh, someone with cancer, but Vivica Fox, uh, not, you know, no, no, Vivica Fox had a lot going for her. This woman now, now, is what, like, she's just an, like thrilled to yeah, have somebody yeah. to go pick up her hammer yeah, toe medicine. Yeah. <laughs> wasn't it anti Ray? Wasn't it, the misconception that Larry was hitting on Auntie Ray that ultimately led them to to leave the house, the blocks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So ironically, Auntie Ray reappearing here in this episode, but all water's under the bridge. Whether or yeah. not his boner was caused by her, I believe the last time we see Auntie Ray, her final words are "Fuck you, Fuck Larry, you Larry, Larry, Larry." That's a bullshit. <laughs> yes, yes, Auntie Ray, phenomenal. Yeah, yeah. Um. So, yeah, so we find out um, through flashback that um, Irma's AA sponsor has basically told Larry, you know, you got to do this for six months. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we see the the sort of the stupid, uh, you know, I mean, it's funny, but it's very stupid. The fact that Larry has like the hard copy of a physical calendar, he keeps locked in a desk drawer to <laughs> right. check off one day each day. Yeah, yeah. Although, as you noted, I think um, in, in our group chat, in our pretty, pretty, pretty good group chat, it was also helpful as a way to let us know it's November 1st, by the way, because that'll come relevant later. Oh, I didn't say that, but yeah. Somebody, oh, somebody okay. else said that then. Yeah. No, I gave you the credit. Yeah, credit to somebody. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, so Larry goes out to the car, and he's trying to use Siri to give him directions mm. to the restaurant that they're trying to go yeah. to. Um, West, West Lawn Restaurant, I think it was called. Um. 
So Siri's not working. Um, I'm sure many people have experienced it like this. This seems like a little bit late the whole to do this, and like the, the, we'll we'll get into like the the yeah, the, the the phone the accidental dial as well. Um, both of these seem like very dated technological mishaps. Mm-hmm. Um, but in any event, um, this was still very funny. I think if anything, this was probably one of the funnier scenes of the episode. Just like Larry like yelling at this series because like we've all been there, but just like watching Larry David and his vocabulary here yes. is just so perfect. Uh, yes, and like he like he's angry that like he's misunderstanding like the curses that he's using at her. Yeah, he's like, I said cut, <laughs> not bud cake. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, no. Obviously, you know, after one fail or two fails, it's a lot faster and easier to just you know uh, type in the damn words rather than going ape shit yelling at a phone. Um, especially if you're like if you're already driving, it's one thing. It's not easy to stop and type. But uh, yeah, Larry's just sitting in his parking lot. But whatever, it's still funny. Yes, I'm a little more behind the scenes. This was also from that uh, Jeff Schaefer interview. He said that he was actually the one playing Siri there. Um, he was on the, he was on the other end, and then they converted his voice to Siri. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> yeah, so like he's like he's like so he was like I just was the one who had to like come up with like annoying things to frustrate Larry. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's true, because it's not written necessarily. But, um, yeah, Siri is not good at improvisation. <laughs> or maybe she is. Lodge. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so one way or another, maybe Larry eventually gives up and types it in with his fingers like a regular person. How do you do it? With your hands? Uh, <laughs> so we got, he gets to lunch, and we're like, uh, we're, we're getting like a classic, like, um expository dump from Susie here. She's like, I can't believe that a wealthy African is inviting you to his house <laughs> yeah. in order to like, good to meet you. Yeah. For his birthday. Can we talk about her outfit in this scene? We can. I have it copied and pasted into my document here. Even by Susie standards, <laughs> this is Hall of Fame. Yeah, this is truly fantastic. I don't even know how to describe what she's wearing. It's it's also, I mean, maybe not like the color and style scheme per se, but like the idea of wearing like, like a spaghetti strap top <laughs> on top of like uh, like a sleeve top and then like the hat it, there's also like orthodox vibes to all of this yes yes my wife yes. said as she watching she's like she's like Susie looks very from in this dress i mean the ugliest from woman of all time and, uh, <laughs> stylistically i'm saying yeah um um uh, her, yeah. her 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 herself i think she would look uh you know pretty she'd fit in pretty well <laughs> yeah i mean this like it's like this wavy zebra print with um with like the limest lace. of lime greens <laughs> Oh, it's green. I I view it as yellow, but I oh, guess it's somewhere in between. Know. What color is this dress? You remember that pop culture phenomenon? Yeah. yeah. Um, just not sure. <laughs> oh, I thought you I thought you were asking your wife what color the dress was. Oh no, no, I was just making a reference. <laughs> Got it. Um, My wife has been asleep for many hours. I hear you. Um, fine. So, basically. Um, we, we find out that really what's most of interest is that Mar- Maria Sophia is also coming and like, and now Leon's going to go and then Auntie Ray and the whole deal. Um, and we, you know, have Larry going on his whole spiel about like, listen, like I'll do it, but like, there needs to be some ground rules. Like there's not going to be any speeches. There's not going to be any stand up comedy. Like I can promise to be cordial with the guests and, and like, that's really it. Like I'll mingle, I'll be cordial. And Susie's like, cordial, like, do you even know how to be cordial? Jeff's like, I don't think you do. And Larry's like, well, I could try. I could try. Yeah. He says, uh, yeah. And the funny thing is, like, I didn't really make much of this scene or this specific dialogue on the first watch. Uh-huh. 
But obviously on the rewatch, you're like, oh, this is completely foreshadowing, right? Like he yes. says, can you be cordial? I don't think I can, but I'll try. Well, yeah. you can't. Yeah. And these are the terms that he set. Like these weren't yes. even thrust upon him. He chose yes. cordiality. The very terms. Yeah. He chose yeah. that as like the, you know, the clause definition, right? Well, let's, like let's, essentially let's, in the contract. Let's talk, let's talk about the terms of this contract for one second. What kind of shitty deal is this for, for the Jeff gets Larry? He doesn't get paid first or at the very least a deposit, the money put in escrow. Like he just gets nothing. If at the end of it, some rich asshole decides that he wasn't cordial enough. Yeah. I mean, let me uh, tell I, you, I've got some better lawyers. I've yeah. I've done some of these deals with like, you know, influencers on the other side yeah. and they get a lot of money up front before they yeah. get shit. Yeah. <laughs> and like, I've never heard of any of these people. So the guy who invented young Larry is getting um, a retainer at the very least. Um, let's talk about like, what is the amount of money uh, that gets Larry David off his ass here. Cause yes. like, this is like so out of character for Larry. Yes. And, shit. and he has so much money. Yeah. So I, I, I went with 1 million. That's the number in my head. Yeah. But then I thought, well, but I have to remember that the Larry David in the world of curbs, not the Larry David in our world. Right. We don't know for sure of anything he's done since Seinfeld, other than the Seinfeld finale, which he quit on in the middle. Right, but when we and say then, that, and then does, an episode does, of a Broadway show. Okay, but does then that so, include that for some reason Seinfeld in this world did not have the same level of success and syndication in like the two thousands and beyond? No, 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 no. He's rich. still he no, he's still as rich. Okay, he's still as rich. Yeah, he's just not he's, as famous. He, yeah, he. I mean, he's maybe not as rich, but he's effectively as rich. Yeah, but he's, and, but he's, but he's not remotely famous, basically at this point. Yeah, he's famous. Other than. For, it, it, other, yeah. Like among other show business types in LA, like Phil Rosenthal, he's like he's similar right. to him, maybe. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, maybe he's a little bit more famous because of the fatwa. Yeah, that's true. He had a fatwa against him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's done a lot of stuff actually. <laughs> yeah. Um, but he's not nearly as famous as Larry David, who did Curb Your Enthusiasm and yeah, hosted yeah, Saturday Night yeah. Live a bunch of times. Yeah. 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 Um. So yeah. So. They are. They start to realize that they've been sitting and waiting for a long time. Classic uh, curb fodder here, right? Like we're we're, so, we're not happy with the service in a restaurant, yeah. um, and we want to find out why is it taking so long. And we find out from one of the other servers that their server is distracted today. He's not doing his best work because his mom just died a couple of days ago. Yeah, and they're like, okay, but like, then why is he here? Like. He should be home morning. Like, if he's here, he's here. And, like, what what does that leave us? And now we can't get our food. We can't even complain. And Larry points out we have to give this guy a condolence tip now. Mm -hmm. It's lose, lose, lose. Lose, lose, lose. Um, I was looking at this guy, and I was thinking, I feel like I recognize him. Who Who is that? Why do I think I've seen him before? Yeah. I go on IMDb. His name is Adam Lustig, so I know a guy with that exact same name and then a, a bunch of guys who look like this guy, basically. But, I, I, like, in real life. But I don't think I know this guy. Oh, you don't know him. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, you're sharing your screen with me, by the way, still. I don't oh, know if that's okay. intentional. So if you're going to put on any sort of, like, weird pornography. Yeah. When you get boring, I stop doing that. Okay. That's fine. Just letting you know. <laughs> Just letting you know. You don't want to show me your financial statements or something. I have no <laughs> idea what the hell you're doing over there. <laughs> Um, yeah, I did notice at one point you had like, you were looking at emails, but like I was a little talking, so I didn't want to interrupt, but now you can just cut this all out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I was in, I was in a, I was in a rhythm. I was in a rhythm. <laughs> Sorry. Um, I was like, I have to avert my eyes and not read his emails. And also they looked very boring. If it was like an email, I'd be like, why I hate Av, I probably would have read it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I just use a code for those emails. Got it. All right. Yeah. Um, 
so yeah, so Larry is uh, you know sitting at the table and he's like, oh Jeff, that's interesting. I your your hair is a little darker. What's the deal with that? At first Jeff is like trying to deny it, and Larry's like, like you you insane person. Like I'm aware that for the last whatever number of months your hair was gray, and now today all of a sudden it's magically brown. Like you can't just gaslight me here. Mm. And like Jeff finally yeah. says, okay, fine, I dye my hair because like I want to. Yeah. Um, and Larry's like, clearly Susie's behind this. Um, and Susie he, call, he like, calls her. He calls her Lady Macbeth, which is phenomenal. Lady Macbeth, yes. And he's like, um, Su- Susie's like, Jeff, tell Larry that you did it. You wanted it. Like yeah. this is 100 percent you. Um, it's very well like. Yeah. I remember when I was young, my dad told me a joke about that this guy dies and he goes to heaven, and there's like two lines, and the lines are like one line. Look, the sign says like, when I was on Earth, my wife told me what to do. And the other line says, when I was on Earth, I told my wife what to do. And the guy gets there and he sees everybody's on the my wife told me what to do line, except for one person. And he, the guy goes with him. He's like, how did you end up on this line? What's your deal? And he says, my wife told me to stand on this line. <laughs> yeah. That was, a, that was a very rabbi joke. Yes. Yeah. In my case, it was a dad joke. Yeah. That's um, I thought that was a hilarious joke. When I was yes. Yes. I would tell that to all my friends. Yes. Um, the, the classic rabbi joke is is uh, the classic at, nine-year-old telling wife jokes. Oh, at the end of the wedding ceremony uh, in in Jewish weddings, the man traditionally uh, steps on a, a glass and breaks it to remember to in this moment of joy a momentary mourning for the loss in Jerusalem, uh, not the the October seventh loss, the two thousand year old loss. Um, and every single rabbi makes a joke. This is the last time you got to put your foot down. <laughs> oh, I've actually never heard that. Oh. Well, I've never heard of anything tonight. It's a good line. I like that. Yeah. I'm gonna use that. All right, okay, yeah. It won't the be next, original. The next, the next one I got about right, right before he he does it, I'm gonna call out from the crowd. Yeah. And interrupt. Yeah. Okay. I hope about um, that one. Yeah. So. Finally, the guy, he's like, he's walking towards the table with the food. That's always the great moment in the restaurant, right? Right? Where the guy's walking with the food. And you're like, oh, is yeah. he coming to our table or their table? Like, I'm like, you're like, yeah, our table. Woo. Yeah. And if they, but if they go to the other table, you're very disappointed and sad. Yeah. Um, for like 90 seconds. And then you get yeah. Um. So, yeah. But the problem is the guy gets interrupted by one of the other tables who want to wish them, want to wish him the, their condolences. Now, and, it, it, the, the, which is weird because he hasn't been waiting at that table. Like, how did they just find out right now? Unless that female waiter was going around telling every table right <laughs> at that moment. Guess what, everybody? Penny's Bob just died. Um, yeah, I mean, or, or, you know, they come here a lot, so they know Benny yeah. and they're, you know, they, they they heard or whatever. I don't yeah, know. I don't um, know. But yeah, like he stops me, like he's talking to them and he tells, like, them, he tells them you only get one mother. Um, to which I say, well, what about a ratio of two mom families here? Yeah, I hope well, Benny's canceled. I'm glad his mom died. He deserves it. Uh, he should have gotten two. Yeah. <laughs> he's an idiot. Yeah. He's like a loser with just like, you know, All right, one so of these my, type of parents. All right. So here's my question. Larry going to take the food from Benny. It's great. It's funny. But we saw Larry like do this exact same thing at a restaurant already. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just um, like I feel like there's a lot of like curb repeating itself already. Yeah. And there's also no consequence for it, which is just like it's just, I guess, funny. But that's whatever. kind of a problem of a lot of things in this episode. That there's sort of no consequence, disconnected, right? Um, whether it was scenes that were cut or, um, yeah, yeah, vibes of uh, the final season of a Game of Thrones, actually. Yeah, well, they they came out with a big story today. We fessing yeah. up to their big um, mistakes. Yeah. I shared. Oh, you're not in the TV chat, or actually, I think maybe. 
Not if you are, TV you're chat. very quiet. I'm in several TV chats. I, if I'm not in this with the, one you're the, talking the about. The 32-fans TV chat. I'm very much in that chat. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. All right. Because I just shared that yesterday or today. There. Um, yeah, I saw it. Oh. Uh, I was referencing it. Well, I, I don't know. You know, you know why? I'm going to blame WhatsApp here. Because WhatsApp doesn't list, the unless you click on the group, it doesn't list the members of the group alphabetically. So if I click on the group, if I click on the group right now, and it shows me who's in the group, oh, you know what? On my phone, it's different than on my computer. Interesting. On my I'm phone, it's a, on my phone, it says Abe, Abraham, blah blah blah. Ah, all right, we don't need to reveal all the members right, of okay. the groups. Anyway, doxing everybody. <laughs> no, but on on the TV, it when it says when I when I see who's in the group, uh, it goes, yeah, you're not on the list. It's Adam, Ari, Chance, Garrett, Ian, Jake. So it, it just shows like the highlights, I guess. Interesting. So I thought I you were it. I'm not one of the highlights. I guess not. The only A's they care about That's are bullshit. Adam and Ari. Yeah. That's bullshit. Yeah. All right. All so right. I'm, joking. I'm leaving the group. Okay. <laughs> I'm not appreciated there. Anyway. I thought I was saying good things. Yeah. Take it up with WhatsApp. All right. Um. All right. So we go to the airport. We're in the Delta hmm. terminal. We're yeah. on our way to Atlanta. Yeah. And Larry's like, so what's the deal here? Like, does, is Auntie Ray expecting you? And they get into the whole thing about how, like, no, no, no. Like, you can't surprise an old person. You can basically kill them in their tracks. Um, and, like, they get this all back and forth where, like, Leon keeps saying, you know what I mean? And Larry calls on him. He's like, yeah, I, I, of course I know what you mean. Like, what you're saying is very simple. Like, this is not a complicated thought that you're expressing. I know what you mean. Why do you keep asking if I know if, if I know what you mean? Um, there was a, there was a thing watching this where I feel like, and I watched this with, with, uh, with Jen last night on the first watch, there were many scenes where either her or I was sort of like out loud saying what we thought was about to happen and then never happened. And one of them was here in this scene, like Larry's talking to Leon about how you can't surprise old people. And the whole time I keep expecting Larry to be about to get surprised by someone like, coming up behind him in the terminal or something like, like, guess uh, what, Larry, you're old. <laughs> <laughs> and so, uh, uh. I don't like this. this he was old. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, but Larry doesn't identify with those, except once he puts the glasses on, then he does at the party, at least with the, with the one lady. But yeah. 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 Um, so uh, Leon's phone rings, but turns out it's Ari, it's actually Larry, butt dialing. Him. Yeah. Um, and Leon complains that like, he's like, your, your butt tiles put me in a bad position, which I don't even know what that means. Yeah. Um, I want to know what the story is where like Leon got screwed over because his, yeah. his phone rang. Um, we, discussed this, we discussed this in the pretty, pretty, pretty good chat. And I guess just because I've been working at law firms for so long where they, they lock your phone. Do you right. have that also? Like, I don't um, have the option. I don't, I actually don't like how quickly my phone locks and I've tried to lower it, but I don't have that option. My, my phone locks immediately and I can't turn that off. But I realize now from others in that chat that it's just, I think it's a security thing imposed yeah, by a, it might be. I was using my wife's laptop, um, over vacation. We were away and it would do that. The fastest I've ever seen. It was insane. And I couldn't figure out how to, like, change In, the in between letters that you're typing. Not li letters, but it's, like, literally being, like, I would be, like, drafting a clause. And, like, I would, like, pause to, like, think about, like, what the next three words should be. And, like, by the time I went back, I had to log back in. Yeah. It drove me mad. It took me, like, whatever. Yeah. Everything was was very much more difficult. Yeah. Um, I have another but, question. Yeah. This guy's so rich. He has his own plane, as we'll hear him say on the plane on the phone later. He's offering them an obscene amount of money. You know, he said a million dollars or whatever it is. Why are they flying commercial? He can't send a plane for them? Maybe he sent them a Delta plane. Okay. <laughs> um, oh, we never finished that conversation. So so how much is Maria Sophia making? Because even if she's some huge star, she's only been like a supporting yeah, character on she, one show. For like one she'll, Yeah. I mean, you give her $100,000. She's coming. She'll come. Yeah. 
Like she doesn't have that much money. She might just come for the free ticket and and to you know get to walk around with her. She should be maximizing her moments. Yeah. She should, you know, be cleaning up every gig she can get. Yes. This, um, so, something tells me this whole uh, emperor has no clothes thing is going to come crashing down <laughs> at some point. Yeah. Um, or not. Or not. It's curb. Um, so, yeah. So, they get, you know, they, they you know, talk about how um, Leon has never butt dialed because he carries his phone in his front pocket. But so he has actually dick dialed. A few yes. Yes. <laughs> in fact, he once ordered a pizza with his dick. <laughs> uh, which uh, doesn't make any sense. Yeah. <laughs> um, because it was like he like ordered it how like there was like um like an, a system where you for cheese it. press like, what? <laughs> right, like, you just tell me the type of pizza right, that you like, like to eat. a movie phone style ordering yeah. system for pizza. Yeah. Because otherwise, like it would be fine. You dial the pizza shop, but then somebody said, "What pizza do you want?" And you and you talk to him. So then you should have been surprised when they brought the pizza. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it doesn't make sense. Um, Leon's story doesn't check out. So, so rare for a Leon story. So in walks Maria Sophia. Um, she's got her froofed up dog, Pachuca. Leon thinks she is DTM, doing too much. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, Leon uh, try. Uh, excuse me, Larry trying to invent uh, his own. Wait, is that Leon or Larry who says it? Uh, Leon says that. Leon. Okay, Leon trying to start acronyms here. Yeah, Larry's the one yeah. who says that, like, he thinks this whole cottage industry of emotional support dogs is a scam. Yeah, which, and again, that, like, uh, a little bit old on that one, Larry. Yeah, if you're if you're that emotionally unstable, they just shouldn't let you on the plane. Yeah. Not wrong. Um, yeah, they should be letting fewer people on planes. <laughs> yeah, I want more seats in space for myself. <laughs> um... So, yeah, so Leon is, like, starts commenting on the fact that he thinks this dog is overweight. I don't know what this whole storyline is about. Uh, I mean, it, it is a fat dog, but yeah. yeah. Um, Maria Sofia accuses him of fat shaming, but Larry's like, bullshit. Like, you can't fat shame a dog because the dog doesn't know what you're talking about. Yeah. Um, which I basically agree with. Um, I guess well, people, who, people who are dog lovers, I guess, would say that they, they can understand tone and stuff like that. Probably. Nah. Here's my issue. Like, didn't we just have... You know, forget about it in previous seasons. Last season with Mary Ferguson's dog, Angel Muffin. Yeah. We had Larry and Leon yelling at it and cursing at it. Right, right, right. It wasn't wasn't fat shaming, but. Yes. Yes. It was the same thing. You're right. It did did ring a bell. Yeah. But literally last season. Not not even like, you know, in 2004. Yeah. Yeah. So we get to Atlanta. We arrive at the hotel. And this very bizarre storyline with Larry and the housekeeper begins. Mm. Um, the first thing is like she like walks in, like she's like housekeeping. He's like, "Come on in." Okay, fine. I guess that's fine. Um, and she like looks around, like she sees like the room is messy, and like she does like a sigh, and she's like, "I'll come back later." Yeah. Now, what what when you know what is your t- like my take on this on this whole story is that it could have worked, it could have been fixed. It's just sort of. Maybe not executed uh, to the best. Okay, right? so what? How could they have fixed it? Well, first of all, his room isn't like isn't that dirty at all. They need to make it right. much much dirtier. Now, he would still be right because like, I, I mean, uh, provided he doesn't like literally piles of shit on the floor and and, <laughs> right. mu- and money in the toilet, right? Which she ends up doing. His but, basic like, premise is right. You're allowed to yeah. be a slob when you're in a hotel. Yeah. There's paid but, but, staff like, there to clean. There, like there, that's there, their job. Like there has to be more of a trigger for her obnoxiousness because she yeah. is so obnoxious immediately. Yeah, and yeah, it's irrational. And and as our friend Eric was saying in another chat, in a non-curb uh, uh, chat necessarily, um, 
like the premise of the show is not supposed to be Larry is wronged and everybody would agree Larry's wronged and everybody would be on Larry's side, but like, which is basically the case. It's like, you cannot be on Lagaya's side right here. Yeah. Um, I like what he's like. That's the point of a hotel room. You don't care. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, people, people in uh, my longtime chat, uh, you know, know my thoughts on that topic, but we'll, we'll leave it there. <laughs> yeah. He says he is completely bewildered by this whole thing. Um, he's like, he's like, I don't even understand this. Like, you should know, I'm very considerate of housekeeping. I assure you, at the end of my stay, there will be a tip for you. Yes. Um, he's like, she's like, well, again, he's like, I don't understand. Is this the first hotel room you've ever cleaned? <laughs> like, this is what a hotel is. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's absolutely right. Um, so yeah, the whole the whole storyline kind of gets off on the note of like, what is even happening here. So where do we go? We go over to Auntie Ray's house. Um, we haven't seen her in what's it? Four seasons, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, five full seasons, right? Yeah. Now, wh- wh- why are Maria Sophia and Pachuca coming to visit Auntie Ray? That seems like a Leon and Larry thing to do. Maria Sophia should be like, you know, hobbing and nobbing with the ATL celebs now. You would think, right. But they need to have yeah. her there in order to, you know, cause yes, mischief. Yes, yes. Um, or maybe, you know, I guess it's possible like they're stopping off in the airport, but no, like she'd be going in like in a car, like if, if yeah. she wants to go wherever she wants to go, the hotel. Yeah. Yeah. Makes no sense. Agreed. So, um, she, uh, we see that she's wearing like a, a voting sticker and you know, Auntie Ray talks about how important voting is, you know, there's a big election coming up and yeah. now, I hate, I hate to fact check this. Uh, <laughs> there were no statewide elections in Georgia in 2023. Hmm. Mm. And uh, why would Larry and David it, lie? Yeah. And it can't be 2024 because then Larry's response wouldn't be, oh, I heard about this election vaguely. But, you know, as if it's some unusual Georgia election, he'd be like, oh, yeah, Trump is running for president again. <laughs> but, um, yeah. Why would but why can't it be 2022? Wasn't there like a Senate election? Personal yeah, water? Well, no, but 2022 is like a long time ago. Like, so, so this episode, which is airing, usually we assume episodes are airing in real time, like the dates that they're released. That 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 they. they I've they're met- <laughs> well, we, but except here they mentioned November. So you think it's two Novembers ago? I mean, it's. I have possible. no idea. It's it's, it's not a real wrong. election. Like, what are you talking yeah. about? Yeah. Well, that's what I'm wondering. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um. Yes. By the way, in 2022, what were the uh, statewide elections in Georgia? We had yeah, we had Rafael Warnock against Herschel um, against Herschel Walker, and oh, we had governor as well. Uh, Brian Kemp was elected, reelected, mm-hmm. um, uh, over Stacey Abrams. All right, nobody cares. All right, let's keep yeah, going. Seriously. Yeah, seriously. Um, <laughs> okay. Wait, but what were the margins? Why why did, why did Brian Kemp outperform Herschel yeah. Walker by so much? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Probably because he wasn't uh, demented and uh, forced women to get abortions and you know other things. Yeah. So, yeah, so they get they get some lunch and this is when, um, you know, the mischief occurs. Maria grab Maria Sofia grabs Larry's glasses and brings them over to and Ray to try completely insane behavior. Insane yeah. <laughs> to uh, grab anyone's glasses without telling them it's it's completely bonkers. Now, Maria Sofia is bonkers. So I guess they can get away with it. Yes. And Larry says he's furious. He submits that you took those glasses, you placed them on your freakishly large head. And you yes. stretched out my glasses. Yes. Um, which is completely accurate. That's what happened. Yeah. But as it turns out, don't worry, because Larry and Auntie Ray are the same exact prescription. <laughs> yes. And 
or I guess similar enough. Because uh, yeah, he, I guess he says he's like, yeah, I could see. Uh, yeah. It doesn't sound like it's you know sharp. Um, but so she has these like ridiculous like cat eye glasses that um, yeah. which, only ju- which oh which only uh, a character on Seinfeld would, would wear. Yeah. Right, they're ladies' okay. glasses. Okay. Yes. Yeah. So again, retread uh, some retread material, but that's all right. Um, they do okay job with it here. Yeah. Um, and this was one of our mysteries of the uh, preseason trailer. So right, is what what's the deal with the glasses? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so we, we're back in his hotel and everyone's like staring at the glasses. They can't believe how ridiculous Larry looks, whatever. Yeah. Fine. Um, this, this wouldn't happen. Nobody cares. Also, what I don't understand is why doesn't Larry go directly to a glasses store and why in his hotel room bathroom does he have that little screwdriver anyway? That's not a thing he'd be traveling with. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Although like a glasses store can't really like do anything that fast usually. Yeah, when it's just like tightening it or bending it. I mean, to the extent it's fixable, uh, they can fix it in five seconds. Right, right. If it's fixable. unless it's just not fixable, he, he needs to get new frames altogether. Right. If he thinks he can do it, then right. If you go to a glasses store, yeah, yeah. it's one of the weird things that glasses stores will fix anyone's glasses for free. Mm, it's all part like, of the scam you're saying. Like when it's when like when they just need to like be adjusted. Like if you walk yeah. into any glasses store, like any like lens crafters or Pearl Vision or Cohen's, like what are those? Two? And you're saying they shouldn't do it unless you pay them. Or, like, if you bought the glasses there. Like, that's usually how, like, businesses operate, right? Like, you can't just, like, walk into any place, like, a place with your car and be like, this is how they call my car, fix it. Yeah, it's uh, probably a little more expensive than fixing yeah. glasses. But yeah. yeah, yeah, I mean, it takes them five minutes. But, like, you go to any of those stores, they will take yeah. it back. Uh, I mean, a lot, you, you, a lot of, like, if you take, like, a piece of jewelry to, like, a jeweler, they'll, like, wash it and polish it for you for free also. Yeah, like, okay. Yeah. All right, so I guess yeah. those are a similar, uh, similar I guess industry. So. Maybe, yeah. Uh, Although they, they they won't fix a watch without you without charging you. But, right, yeah. right. Jerks, you should just fix it. Why didn't you yeah. fix my watch? Yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> um. So yeah. So in the course of him fixing his glasses, he th- I guess he thinks that he tightened them enough. He puts them on his face. Lo and behold, he has not tightened them enough. They fall hmm. straight into the toilet. As soon as he started turning the toilet, I knew it was coming, but I still loved it. Yeah, um, and then he does this thing, which is such a stupid thing that always happens on TV and in life, which is that, like, toilet water is not – there's nothing wrong with it. It's just water. I, you've heard the story about when I dropped my phone into a toilet once, right? Probably. Okay, so I'm very – this was when I was – This was, I'm, I'm, I'm very OCD. So, anyways, that doesn't matter. But I also I also once dropped a Keepa into a toilet also when I was – um, I actually remember this. I was, like, six. My parents gave me a brand-new Keepa. I put it on my head. Then I went to pee, like immediately. It fell into the toilet. Yeah, it's uh, it's very sad when things fall in the toilet. But, but you, except for you, the op says I'll stick my head in there, much like the housekeeper. You got no problem with it. I don't have no, I, I don't want to, I guess. But like, I, if my glasses fell in, I would grab them out immediately. Like I wouldn't think. If you think you wouldn't. Like, oh, you wouldn't. You wouldn't go to get a glove. I wouldn't go like look in the hallway for someone to come take care of it. I wouldn't get a glove. No, I would take them out. It's just water. It's clean water. Yeah, it's the same yeah. water that comes out of the sink. Yeah, the um the the science museum in San Francisco, I forget what it's called. Uh, it's a famous science museum. They have they have um water fountains that are designed to look like toilets, under the idea that like psychologically it's difficult for people to drink this just because of like you know what it looks like. Yeah. Which is more to your point, yeah. Yeah. No, like it's, it's yeah. You, like you bathe in the same water. You you drape your body in it. If you shower in it. I mean, if I pooped I in the shower. This, I prepared this meal yeah. for you while I if, if, if I pooped in the bathtub, I would be scrubbing the sides of that wall a little harder than the typical flush of a toilet does. Whatever. So I, I don't exactly agree with you. I don't think it's the same. I mean, the source of the water might be the same, but the bowl is not the same. But anyway. Yeah, but it was just, you're in a hotel. It was just cleaned. 
Yeah, yeah, okay, whatever. Right, Housekeeping so, was just there. It's completely okay. clean. All right. I, I will serve you food for my toilet, okay? I'm not yeah. saying... Yeah, that's right. I, I agree that, yeah. there's a psychological thing. But it's only psychological. Don't, that's it. That you don't want to do no, it. But there's it, no so, hygienic but, concern. But when your valuable product has fallen in, you should just get it. Like, and not risk it. Risk what? It's going to get flushed out? The glasses are going to, like... I don't know. You can pray. I don't know. You just you should get it out of there. No, I'm getting gloves. Okay, but would you go to the hallway to have someone else? Because you'd be so disgusted by it. No, I wouldn't have the conversation. Like, while generally speaking, I'm anti-Lagaya in this episode, this one scene, right, is the one where she's not awful. Like, she's right about the glasses toilet request. Like, she's not a forbidden here. Nice little Yiddish word oh, by Larry, by Well, the way. I still think in the context of when you ask the maid in the hotel to do something like this, it's probably part of their job description to do this. No, it's again. not. Go stick your I, hand in my toilet because I dropped my glasses in there. Go, get your, pick up your own fucking glasses, you douchebag. No. Oh, I, I completely. <laughs> I, think if you, I think in a hotel, this is what. what I don't think it's like everyone okay, would ask. You got this. way too far, uh, like, uh, opposite, the wrong side of the guy here. Like, <laughs> what? Can you just ask the, the housekeeper for a blowjob also? Like, oh, you're in a hotel. You have to no, do whatever that's I a, say. That's like, a ridiculous comparison. Stick your hand in the toilet because I dropped my glass. It's not even like while she's in there working there. Like you go find her in the hallway. Hey, uh, I took a shit and it really smells. Can you wipe she's my She's on the like, floor. This, she's circulating. No. She's in the course of, this is of tending this to this is floor. Completely insane. I don't agree. Yeah. I'll, obviously, I don't agree. I'm the one saying it. Yeah. <laughs> I agree with myself. Yeah. I certainly uh, don't you, think I'm yeah. being insane. Yeah, I might I, not. I, I, I might not agree with myself, but I definitely don't think I'm. A, it's that hot. All right, let, let us know in the chat if you think it's normal to ask a housekeeper. I didn't say it's normal. I didn't say it's normal it's to acceptable. ask. It's acceptable. No, but she should still just do it. Like, yeah. like that's like she would get in trouble if if like Larry. No, 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 she wouldn't. I think she would. I well, I think I, she's supposed to do this for the guests. Certainly, I think the hotel would apologize to Larry because fancy hotels will just, you know, as part of the service, no matter what insane things a guest does, they'll be, oh, I'm so sorry, sir. Da, da, da. But I don't think she's getting in trouble for, uh, you know, I, I was minding my business in the hallway. He came and said, can you stick your head in my toilet because I draw my glasses in there. He's like, something fell on the toilet. Can you yeah. come help me get it? Like, you have, you know, gloves yeah. and stuff. All right. Anyway. You're a maid. You're, you're beneath me. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> No, from Larry's perspective. Yes, yes. Um, yeah, for a visitor. Yeah. For a visitor, it means like a, you know, a meanie. You're mean, right? Sour? Um, mean. Like, it, it's not a word fish. that I use. I actually looked it up. when uh, A fabricina, what's the definition here? It says. Um, it's kind of like a bitch, I think. Yeah, it's, um, I looked this up on Sunday night and I forgot already. A bitter person. Yeah. All right. Yes. Stubborn. <laughs> Truculent, right, grim, dogged, bitter, embittered. Bitter, embittered. Yeah. bitter and embittered. Uh, by, by the way, fun fact: Frau Verbissena is the name of the fictional character in Austin Powers. You know the the German one, the the former Doctor <laughs> Evil uh, lover. Uh huh. S- Scott Evil's biological mother is Frau Verbissena. Uh, right, right, yes. right. Yes. yes. Who plays her? Mindy Sterling. Who is she? Okay. Yeah. Great okay. Mindy I, I Sterling. Could, I could picture her. All right. Yeah. Um, she's oh, uh, Frau Frau Farbissina in Austin Powers is her top credit on her Wikipedia page. So that's that seems right. Yeah. All right. So that's what uh, I recognize her from. Yeah, she's also in the Goldbergs with uh with Jeff Garland formerly. Oh, okay. Yeah. Good connection. Anyway. All right. So we head to the party. Um, we're gonna meet Michael Fouché. Yeah. And Larry is very surprised to le- to learn that he's white. I think we all are. Yeah, we thought we were getting an African. Turns out yeah. it's a South African. Yes. 
my mother being a South African, I've heard many stupid jokes over the years like, oh, like, do you say you're African-American when you apply to college and things like that? Um, and yeah, I, I, I don't think it's the norm for a white South African to identify simply as African. I think it's certainly a little bit misleading. So, yeah, yeah, typically yeah. you wouldn't. Um, yeah. So he's uh, he notices something is off. He realizes that he's wearing ladies glasses and um, Leon and Larry. Yeah, they don't like this whole African thing. Um, but um, Leon's not going to complain too much because he just got invited to what sounds like a sick buffet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and um, Michael is so excited. He's like, all my friends are like super excited to meet you, especially Brookie. Like, you're yeah. going to love him. No, her. Sorry, you're going to love her. Yes, yes, yeah. yes sorry. I, I um, never really understood, and I don't think we ever find out, why Fouché wants Larry to meet Brookie. Like, who is Brookie? Yeah, she doesn't seem remotely interested in meeting Larry. N- not only that, she will say to him, Michael insisted right. that I meet you, right. which is basically, a very rude thing I'm not going right. to say. She's basically coming, I'm like, hi, hi, I'm here as a formality to yeah. appease Michael. Yeah, I don't give a <laughs> who, shit about you. Who I understand has paid you great sums, so you're probably also only speaking to me as a formality. So let's like, you know, let's get that all out of the open, because yeah. it's a normal way for people to behave. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, the brook, brook, the brookie is uh, brookie's an odd, an odd duck. We'll see. Um, so yeah, so Larry, like you know, you probably shouldn't have told me that I'm gonna love her because, like, basically, whenever anyone tells me that I'm gonna love someone, I always end up not liking them. Yeah. Um, and so he's like, so I'm probably not gonna like Brookie. And she's like, he's like, oh, 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 like you should really just you should call her Brooke. Her name is Brooke. What's your batting average on that, by the way? What do you mean on what? If someone tells you. Before you meet someone that you oh you're gonna get along great, or you're gonna um, really like them. It depends who's saying it. If it's somebody whose opinion I trust, then I think it's very high. Yeah, okay, all right. Um, so it's usually high because people. I don't think people would say that. Generally, say that actually, you know what? It's not that, someone's that, opinion I trust. I think that's a very good observation you just made. It's the source of the person telling you you're gonna love the person that's really de- determinative. Yeah, that's how information works. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, thank you. Okay, <laughs> thanks for that explanation. No. Yeah, yeah. You should, yeah. like you should, like just because somebody says something, it's not true. Yeah. No, because I I can think of like uh, in my life a, a great example of where they were comically wrong, and it's because the person who told me was an idiot. And then, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, yeah, not an idiot. More like a social. Class. Whatever. The point is, their motivations were uh, were not. Good. And then and then another time where someone told me and they were very correct. So. Yeah, no, no, but it's like a lot of people don't understand why people like each other. Like, they'll be like, oh, you both like sports. Like, you'll just talk about sports. Like, no, that's not how it works. Like, maybe you have to have good opinions about sports. Yeah. Or interesting takes. Like, like, I like the Bulls. Like, oh, what are we going to talk about? That he likes the Bulls? (laughs) Your example of a bad sports fan is a Bulls fan. No, someone who just, like, likes the Bulls. That's it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they just like Yeah. A lot of my... um. A lot of my uh, friends that I'm friends with uh, regionally, like in, in my neighborhood, yeah, not my closest friends in my neighborhood, but you know, people I'm friends friends with, but you know, not my uh, are like, yeah, they they all have the worst sports takes. It's very frustrating. Yeah, and pop culture too. Yeah, yeah, I and mean, you have to like be polite in these uh, circumstances. Yeah. I'm not always polite. Yeah, well, uh, I, I I don't know if I can be. I can try. <laughs> right. Yeah, I usually try. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, meanwhile, Maria's just being, like, completely mobbed by guests while, like, Larry's getting, like, stuck in these, like, horrible conversations. Um, but, so it's sort of funny, though, because Larry's, like, over-the-top sarcasm is totally missed by – Yeah, I, I, wasn't, I wasn't sure. Were they going for the joke of because he's wearing these glasses, he's attracting sort of, like, old Yenta types? 
Yeah, is that the joke? That. Yeah. Or was it also like that she's southern, so she doesn't get his sort of his his coastal uh, sarcasm? There was a few ways I thought. Well, that too. Right. Yeah, but no. Yeah. But I think I think he is hanging out with the old ladies because yeah, the yeah. Yeah, but then he does the silent nod with the with the other lady with the glasses. With the lady who's wearing the same glasses but in a different color. Yeah, well, very different, different, pa- but, different but, pattern. But, yeah, yeah, but, but same the same shape. Very very old ladyish. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So yeah, then we see that um, Leon goes into the kitchen and has him helps himself to a piece of cake, which he then immediately realizes he's made a huge mistake because he's peeled off a piece of Michael's birthday cake. Yeah, and this, so, again, uh, friends reference here, um, when, um, you know, I mentioned before Joey dissing the writers, we have Ross at the retirement party of, I think, the Super at his new building. Uh-huh. Right, he goes to the party with um, where he's very unpopular and Phoebe's popular, and Phoebe says, here, have some cake and make yourself feel better, and of course, he's just taking the piece of cake from um, uh, that, you know, was supposed to be the special cake, and he ruins it for everybody, and it seems obvious here that we're going to get some payoff from Leon eating the cake, but um, we never got a payoff from Leon eating no. the cake. He puts it back, gets away with it. Um, but in our pretty, pretty, pretty good group chat, again, we did see a screenshot to confirm that there was a deleted scene where the birthday cake comes back, and uh, you know the the missing piece is uh, is 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 noticed, and some kind of scandal ensues. But for whatever reason, it was not part of the episode, so edited out. Yeah, I think if I recall, it was just like no, no, nobody really understands what happens. But like, like Larry's like looks at like gives like a knowing look to Leon. Yeah. He's like, well, like, well we don't we don't know how much the scene was because it's deleted. But yeah, but we did see a screen. Yeah, that's the scene so, that we saw. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, my question is, why are there zero employees in the kitchen where all the desserts are? Like a big fancy party like this, you think you know if all the if all the desserts are being laid out, there'd be tons of staff. You, Leon couldn't just go in and have his way with these unsupervised cakes as if they were uh, uh, yeah. bitches. We didn't discuss the fact that he had a four APA in high school. <laughs> well, we didn't discuss that. Yeah, that's yes, a pretty high GPA. Yeah, APA, APA. No, APA. Right, right. point average. Uh, yes. <laughs> um, yeah. So, um, Larry wants to know if when a black man goes to Africa, is that similar to a Jew visiting Israel? If and you're there for fucking. If you're, that's what that's what that's Leon's <laughs> yeah. take. Yeah. You go to Israel for fucking. Yeah. Um, Why else maybe, do you go? So they they anyway. decide to, they're going to plan a bang bang trip Congo then Tel Aviv yeah so they can tap into each other's homelands yes very nice. um, and Alex yes. I would propose to you that upon us reaching the age of fifty two and recharge the mitzvah for the fourth time we should go to Congo and then Tel Aviv and tap each other's and, asses and tap into those homelands <laughs> all right okay I'll talk to the wife I'll see what we'll she see says if, about we'll see if we make it to age fifty two yeah. <laughs> With good ideas like that, yeah. Yeah, I mean that's that's I think um, better than Anglewood, New Jersey. The Congo, that's, for sure. Yeah, yeah. recharge yeah. number three. Mm. Um, I'm not. Are we going to Republic of the Congo or Democratic Republic of the <laughs> Congo, formerly Zaire? Right. I don't know. Are either are any of them okay to go to? Larry's <laughs> going to go there. I assume we can. Well, oh, well, again, are we going for? Okay, let's see. So to fly from New York City to Indigili, Kinshasa. Democratic Republic of the Congo. I'm just curious what a flight to, what a flight is costing. I mean, us. if they call it the, the Democratic Republic, it has to be good, right? Yeah, sounds pretty good. I mean, we're barely one of those these days, right? Um, oh, you know what? Prices are very cheap. Amazing. Yeah, maybe good, maybe. All right, I, I'm looking for a trip in mid June for our um, for our um, recharging of the mitzvah, as we do. And let's see, how much is my ticket going to cost? You want to make you want to take a guess here? No, let's let's get back on track. All right, okay, yeah. <laughs> Fair. Fair. All right, okay. 
Uh, <laughs> so Brooke comes up to Larry, and right away he intentionally refers to her as Brookie. Yeah. <laughs> and she she corrects him, and she's like, no, actually it's Brooke. My name is Brooke. And he's like, but I, I heard other people calling you Brookie. He's like, well, those are my good friends. My good friends call me Brookie. Mm, yeah. And he's like, well, how long does it take to become enough of a good friend that one can refer to you as Brookie? And they are, like, in the course of this conversation, they're interrupted by a gentleman named Carl who calls across the hall and refers to Brooke as Brookie. Mm, Carl. Carl. Such a dork. Um, so Brooke walks off. She's like, I'm going to escape from the situation. Put these two <laughs> nerds together, yeah. essentially. Um, well, one of them is her close friend, but yeah. Um, yeah, the whole thing is on, is, is uh, bizarre. Um, so yeah, he's like, so what's your deal? How do you know Brooke? And he's like, well, we met at a dinner party a couple months ago. So Larry's like aghast. He's like, oh, so you met her once before and you're already, you've already reached Brookie status. That doesn't make sense. And he tries to explain to this guy that I think you've committed a violation of the Brooke Brookie rule. Yeah. I absolutely love later when he, during the Truth and Reconciliation Commission, when he will uh, start insulting Carl for no reason. Like, Carl's a loser. <laughs> Carl's a nobody. Why? <laughs> right, 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 right. Why, right. Why would he like yeah. Carl? Why would you like yeah. Carl? Um, yeah. Um, so, like, do you know any people like this that, like, have this kind of um, status with their naming? Yeah, I think it's a pretty common thing to have, uh, you know, one thing that your close friends go with and one thing that. Uh, more no, but to be like to be like be a Nazi about it. Um, well, so I think you, you were you are sort of like that with your Av and Avi's was your point that you were saying to me before. Yeah, it's not I mean, it's not really exactly that. So I go professionally. I use the name Avi. Um, basically, everybody else in my life at this point calls me Av. Um, certainly everybody who I just only know socially calls me that. Um, my parents still call me Avraham, which is what I was called until I was like 15 by basically yeah. everybody. Um, so, you know, it's evolved over the years, different things for different purposes. Um, but yes, yeah, yeah, I would propose that the Brook Brookie is not, uh, the Brook Brookie rule is not an Av Avi rule, but it's actually, well, go, why do, do you go to the IMDb page for this episode and tell me, uh, what is the full name of this character? Why don't you just tell me the, the character? Right. It is not because I was. It's not an Avavi rule. It's actually an Alex Chester rule, because Brooke is her first name and Brookie is her last name. Is that what it says? <laughs> I mean, that's not what it means. It says it doesn't say Brooke slash Brookie. It says Brooke yeah. Brookie. She's I right next it, to Richard Lewis and I, Troy Kutzer. Well, uh, neither, of those people, no, neither of those uh, people were the episodes. I don't know okay, how much. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know how official okay. the IMDb. Okay, Jeff Green, Susie Green, Michael Fouché. And Brooke Brookie. So it's, in I fact, think... her last name that she doesn't like people to call her unless she's it's very close with them. That's definitely not accurate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it means Brooke yeah. slash Brooke. Yeah. Nope. Her last name is Brookie. She's, mi she's Cards, Miss Brookie. The card says Brooke Brookie. The card says indeed, yes. IMDb, on, on this thick topic, there can be no debate. Um, <laughs> yeah, but whatever. In the episode. Brooke Brookie, whatever you want to call her. Um, not a lot of redeeming characteristics here. Um. Yeah, I mean... It does seem apparent from the end that it's just a rule against Larry. There's actually yeah. this is against the Constitution, right? There's a yeah. thing in there. Um, I forgot what it's called, but like you can't pass a law that's just like directed at one person. Hmm. I just learned. Uh, I uh, I was in a I was in a Talmud class the other day. Is that day. a bill of attainder? Is that what a bill of attainder is? I don't remember. I was in a Talmud class the other day where we were discussing. Uh, the the rabbi said this object uh, will be deemed ownerless, yeah. so that anyone in the world may acquire it except for you. You one guy over there, you can't have it. <laughs> 
Yeah. A bill of attainder is a legislation that imposes punishment on a specific person without a judicial trial. So like if we just like, if we construct a law that's like, oh, if you live at this address and you did this, like you it's illegal. We're all clearly, to get Trump. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um had I known that it was frowned upon to steal the election, yeah. I never would have done it. Yeah. I still would have. Um, he knew it was frowned upon. Yeah. <laughs> we have lots of documentary evidence. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, we, um, she's like, she's like, Brooke, Brooke who says that, like, Carl's a great guy. And Larry's like, no, he's not a great guy. There's nothing <laughs> great about him. I met him. He's yeah. a total dud. Yeah. Um, and as you know, as the guests leave, Michael and Larry exchange uh, what's a very awkward goodbye. And um, we are to assume at this point that this is an, an actual goodbye, right? Or did you did you assume that Michael would return in some capacity? Well, I don't know if he was returning, but it was very clear that La- it almost was like usually when you're waiting for a tip from someone, except Larry hears in the reverse role. Yeah, Larry is expecting a check to be handed to him, and right. Michael is uh, he ain't giving it. But at least Michael grow the pair to confront the guy to his face and tell him, yeah, I'm not going to pay you because I don't think you, I think you violated the contract. You weren't cordial. Yeah. So I, in a situation like this, I don't think you would ever be giving a check to the guy. First of all, you're like, you're, you're dealing with amounts of money that I think is not check. Yeah. And also it's just like the, the, the star doesn't like deal with the money. Yeah, exactly. On either end. Yeah. But like, like I, a a bunch of it should have been been paid in it. Yeah. Yeah. Please. It's a, please independent contractor tax purposes. Yeah. Um, That's a Seinfeld reference. So yes, 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 it is very much indeed. Um, so yeah, so we are back in the hotel, and the um, the dog Pachuca slobbers all over Larry's pants, the very pants yeah. he was going to return. Mm. And, and, they, and we need this to happen because we need a reason yeah. for Larry to take off his pants and use the air dryer, but also take all the things out of his pants, which fortunately includes a ten dollar bill. Yeah. Well, yeah. I speak to no one wearing pants, so yes, yeah. anyway. <laughs> so uh, good because they were basic anyway. Yeah. So then they we have this like bit that like I thought was gonna be funnier than it was. Like I was excited by it when it started because like I thought it would you know this this was like very much a curb thing with like the the um you know the hotel employee that like wants to escort you somewhere. We're like no, just like tell me where to go. Like I'll be fine. Like, yeah. So <laughs> I I thought I I thought they were gonna go sort of like the Zachary Levy, the great bellhop role in the New York City Hotel in season four, right? The, the or famous something. Scene. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But I was very confused by the awkward silence. Usually the dentist type, as you were saying, loves to chat his head off. So are you enjoying your time right. in Atlanta? Da, 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 yeah, da, da, da. Right. And instead they just walked completely awkwardly. And they're walking and, so slowly, which of course yeah. they're doing like to film, but like it was like so noticeably slow. It was complete it was very strange. Like this episode didn't have to be 35 minutes, could have been 34 minutes and 42 seconds. You know, I didn't understand that. Yeah, and nothing happens for me. Like Literally, he, nothing. He could have just he could have just walked and seen the sign that said yeah. like he could like the guy could have given him directions. It didn't yeah. It didn't affect that he yeah. escorts him. It was uh, very strange. Yeah, Some, something must have been missing here. I think. Um, I missing. All right. You find out um, she's been named employee of the month, but also it's her last month. So yeah. <laughs> um, who's to say whether she was deserving or not? Yeah. So this is when we find out that Michael has been ghosting Jeff and he doesn't want to pay. And Larry's like, "Fuck that! I'm going to go to his house. I'm going to make him pay. I'm going to go see him." His office. But yes. Um. Which is, it seems insane to me that you would want to confront him in person. Now, of course, I'm not Larry David, but, um, and then he goes there and they do make sort of the, the, the show of Larry sort of tricking the security guard, quote unquote, but like, you can't get to anyone's office in 2024 without getting past security. You know, multiple, a big shot like Fouché, there's multiple layers of security before you can just wander into his office. Yeah. 
Um, although maybe if you're Larry David and like you're like a celebrity, you know, when you're a star, they let you do it. That's true. Yeah, you just grab him by the you know. That's true. <laughs> um. So yeah. So this is when, but you know, Michael tells him that he's been in breach of contract. Um. I thought it was going to be because he doesn't take the picture at the pool. No, because um, one of the things he specified was no pictures. Actually, I know, but like that, like yeah. they they made a whole point of that. They like they want to they call him for a picture. Yeah. Yeah. And he and he like he blows them off. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, he breached the contract because he wasn't cordial. Mm-hmm. Um, he's like, what are you talking about? I was like extraordinarily cordial. Um, I was polite. I was friendly. I didn't tell all of your guests that I really thought that they were assholes. Um, and Larry realizes that his big faux pas was calling Brooke Brookie. He's like, that's what you're yeah. me about. Uh, which he's like, which is completely ridiculous because even Carl is calling her Brookie and he sucks. So they only met <laughs> yeah. once before. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so this is when, La- you know, Michael's like, all right, I think we need to have a little bit of a uh, truth and uh, reconciliation committee. Um, I was surprised that Michael didn't try to take Larry to the International Court of Justice. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Move aside. Yeah. Um, I, I will say, like, f- for as much of, like, a pretentious douche as Fouché is, he does seem like a nice guy. He's trying to reconcile the issue here, right? I mean, his refusal to pay is, is obvious assholery, but, like, you know, he, he seems to uh, – melt pretty quickly as soon as the the trc is agreed to yeah so then like what was even i guess he he wants to see that like this guy's actually just an asshole <laughs> like that's what that's what basically what larry's argument he's like it's like i wasn't being an asshole i am yeah, an asshole. I, yeah exactly yeah and and this is you know i discussed this earlier on this episode but like fouché calls larry his childhood hero which by the way yeah during a truth and reconciliation committee to lie like that's the worst time to lie he can't be your your, your childhood hero first of all you're like not young, old enough for him to have been your childhood hero, but like, unless you were like a diehard fan of Fridays in 1980 or whatever. But, um, <laughs> if Larry, but if Larry was really his childhood hero, he would know Larry's personality and he would want Larry to be yelling and cursing at people. And, and he would want Larry to be Larry, not to be this fake cordiality, which he actually was, which how is really old is, Larry. Like how old is Fouché? How old is that guy? Let's say 50. Yeah. 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 50. So born in 1970. So, yeah, he was just hot on to, like, in the late 70s and early 80s, New York City comedy scene. He, he loved Larry David. It's possible. Yeah. No, it's not. He was in South Africa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> You're right. Yeah. Um, he, was, he was watching them all on YouTube. Yeah. The, the, the also, the reference is made to Michael's son, Simon, at the party. Larry says, oh, yeah, I met him at the party. Uh, I would assume this was another deleted scene here. Um, yeah, it doesn't have to be deleted. It could just be, or I guess like we're supposed to have met Simon probably to yes. understand why Larry is yes. so obnoxious. He's a potato. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It, it doesn't really make sense. He, he must, I, yeah. I saw a potato on Twitter that looks like a person. Really? Yeah. Okay. I, I thought, I thought it was so funny. I showed it to Jen. Her reaction was similar to yours. Was it Mr. Potato? No, it was just a potato that like it's folds looked like a face. Whatever. Let, let's move on. Let's okay. move past the potato. It was, it was All Simon. Right. It was Simon, Simon yeah. the potato. Um, so yeah, so we cut over to the hotel where the housekeeper is cleaning the bathroom, and she is horrified by the ten dollar bill. With the most, you know, this is the most offensive thing you could give someone is a wet ten dollar bill because it's worth mm. only a hundred percent of a non-toilet. Well, well, bill, well th- th- this was Funkhauser's position when he gave Larry the sock fifty. Yeah, it's worth the same. But I know from as bad as Lagaya is, that her reaction is unnecessary and over the top. She is completely correct to think, oh, this asshole threw that in the toilet on purpose to fuck me over. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of yeah. a dick thing to do. The, right? the, the, co- the coincidence, kind of a dick thing to do. <laughs> okay, I'll, whatever, I'll take it. Um, it's still money. What? That's the what? 
I, I would $10 like to call the police. Ni- $10 call call the police nice tip. That's that. his daily tip that he's giving to the housekeeping? That's a good tip. It's not a good tip, but it's in the toilet. It's a fucking I'd rather out. have a, 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 a wet 10 than a dry one. It's not or wet. It's toilet wet. It's the same <laughs> wet. Not the same. If it was in the sink, it would be the same. Okay. It's wet. I would rather have no money than a toilet ten. Okay. So I'm gonna go. And we know Larry agrees. Pour all your money was... into the water, water, and then I'm gonna take it because you're not gonna want it anymore. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Well, you're so yeah. Uh, you're you're really cool with the toilets and not with the housekeepers. I think it's not that big of a deal. Yeah. Okay. Um. I mean, her reaction is obviously. Um, insane, right? A lot of signful references here in her reaction. Of course, she says you're a bad man, which is very, very bad. Which is what Barry Bible Bot said to Jerry. Clothing thrown out the window, landing in a tree. Of course, that happens in Seinfeld as well, uh, with 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 the uh, fur coat. Um, as does the whole concept of going out with a bang. Lagaya loudly and publicly um, references Jason Alexander's George, which of course is actually Larry David's George. Um, we never see Lagaya's consequences, right? Like she has to be fired, like with great prejudice. Well, she was retiring. Yeah. Um, and, and then, of course, as Steinbrenner says, of all people, for it to be you, bodysuit man, of all people, for it to be you, employee <laughs> of the month, guy. Well, it was a sham from employee yeah. of the month. It was because she was retiring. She sucks. She won't even retrieve a, a lovely yeah. guest's glasses from the toilet. So it wasn't even – so, yeah, it was like – it was a career achievement Oscar, not a real one. Yeah, but, like, not even yeah. a good career achievement. Yeah. She's clearly not a good housekeeper. She's horrible. Like – like that, yes, but the way we know that is her obnoxious attitude in scene one, not her refusal to help with all the toilet stuff. Well, it's a pattern of behavior. <laughs> yeah, okay. Anyway. Um, yeah, so, Lagaya, uh, not a fully fleshed out character, let's just say. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, we, um, we're, we're in the lobby, and Larry is talking to Michael, and, like, it sounds like everything is all, like, resolved. He's going to send them a check. You know, everyone's happy. Uh, Larry's, you know, pretending to be nice. He even agrees that he'll do a Zoom call with the son. Um, and then, you know, he hangs he up, the sun. he loves the sun now, um, he hangs up, he throws his phone down on the, on the chair, which to begin with, isn't a crazy thing to do in a public with a, space with a sarcastic snort. Um, and you know, he starts talking to Maria Sophia and unbeknownst to him, Pachuca has hit the call button on his phone, which is still open. And as Larry starts bad mouthing Michael and his son, and, you know, how he's passing himself as African when he's really South African. And Larry realizes what has happened, picks up the phone, and Michael tells him goodbye. And then yeah. we see him rip up his check. And Larry has managed to once again pull defeat from the pangs of victory. And Larry's lawyer should still obviously sue Fouché for his non-payment here. Um... Yeah, I mean, if it's the type of money we're talking about, then yeah, he's still yeah. in breach of contract, even if you were an yeah. asshole on the phone. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know how much um, Fouché wants to litigate the question of whether Brooke, calling Brooke Brookie, <laughs> it's you know, is not, is right, you know, <laughs> yeah. is in breach of the cordiality provision. Yes. I don't know how much precedent there is on the issue. <laughs> but yeah, I feel like this is an uphill battle for uh, Fouché. So we close off where Larry and Leon and um, sorry, not Leon. Leon's not there for some reason. Larry and Maria Sophia are on the Larry. Dis- we never see uh, Leon again after the party. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, he must have been cut out of something else too. Um, and they're on their way to the airport, but Larry has to stop off at the at the voting station. Uh, that's where he's meeting Auntie Ray to drop off her glasses. Which like yeah, I don't even know. That that was the arrangement. Fine. Yeah. Uh, how um how does 
like why did I mean why did Larry choose Atlanta for this episode in the first place, right? Like the party for Fouché could have been anywhere. It doesn't have to be Atlanta. It could have easily been in New Orleans. Auntie Ray, last we heard, probably lived in New Orleans or close to there since she was affected by Hurricane Katrina, not Atlanta. So why yeah. are we in Atlanta at all for this episode instead of yeah. New Orleans? So once again, Jeff Schaefer says that it's because Larry it's because of the way the episode ends. Um they want the season, to, the season ends, you mean? No, because of the way the episode ends. They wanted oh, oh, the, the they specifically election. wanted to make a thing about the Georgia yeah. law. Yeah. Uh, I think other states made similar laws also. And they yeah. um they yeah. work backwards from there, basically. Yeah. Okay. All right, that makes sense. Um yeah, so I, he said something how like Larry said, like, what an absurd law that was like barbaric that they did that. Like, well, we let's yeah. uh let's have me get arrested for violating that mm-hmm. law or something. Okay. Um Yeah. Um so we see Auntie Ray standing online, um, and she's like, "Oh, I've been out here for two hours, and I'm, you know, I'm dying out here." Um, I mentioned in the chat that, like, as soon as soon as she said, like, that she was like really hot, I'm like, "Oh, Larry's gonna give her water, and he's it's gonna be a thing." Um, and the you know, sure enough, the police come, they arrest him for violating this provision of the you know controversial Georgia voting law that was passed a couple of years ago. And uh, it's interesting to me that you immediately saw this coming and for you i guess you appreciated more because i had the opposite reaction i was like yeah it was a big story in in 2021 or you know or in, and even maybe more recently than that when like the court partially struck part of it down or whatever but like i it was not at all a thing i was thinking of in 2024 you know in our today's modern era especially like on the the maga scandals are come and go so rapidly you can't really keep up <laughs> with them so i did not think it merited being the payoff of an episode of curb even though the mugshot was very funny yeah. and I was kind of, it, it would sort of, it gave me sort of the weird vibe, like normally curb the time between when he comes up with an episode and when he publishes it, produces it, excuse me, releases it is shorter here. It just seemed too long. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but it worked so I don't him, know. So. I think things, yeah, I don't think, I don't say it worked. I mean, I just knew it. I knew it was going to happen. Yeah. Uh, you saw it coming. Yeah. I, I had yeah, no idea it was coming. I, I wouldn't necessarily say it worked. I thought it was kind of like a lame yeah. thing. Uh, because like, no one, no one would get arrested in that situation. Like it, that's like you know that's not what I mean. Whatever it doesn't matter. We don't see the whole thing. Um. So uh, it's funny though. This is kind of like the opposite of the Seinfeld finale, right? Like because he's going to jail for being too nice. Yeah. You know, for you know being a good Samaritan. Yes, that's true. Yeah, that's funny. Um. Yeah. And the mugshot was great. Yeah. And and we see it all the way through the credits, all the way. I mean, for yeah, quite a long time. Yeah, that was interesting. That was interesting. Yes, a surprisingly long amount of time to see it. Yeah. Um, they also, if you recall, in the season premiere last year, they also did like a very um unusual ending, with um oh with yeah yeah they, they go to the orchestra where they play yeah. the theme song the, the, yeah for like five minutes yeah so yeah, yeah that's so what that's about that's um you know that's what they do in season premieres now they do weird yeah things. trying different things out yeah okay all right all right. Well, Av, we'll start with you. I think uh, a little more up in the air than me. What is what is your rating for this episode? Yeah, I mean, it's hard to give this a proper rating because it's like I have to factor into it like the joy I felt watching the episode. Like, I guess that in some ways that's unfair, but like that's just like how it goes. That's the point um, of the episode to give you joy. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like this episode was like starting with a two, like, and I think it did it enough that I get it up to a three. Um, I say this episode is pretty, pretty, pretty good. Um, it certainly is, is not the best episode. We, we, there's a lot of issues with it. Um, it kind of just, you know, we mentioned a lot of ways. It just feels very, very disjointed. Um, 
But I think there was like enough fun stuff there that it's not just, oh my God, Curb is back. Like there was some good bits in there. Um, I thought Larry in particular was very funny in this episode. Um, I think he's just like really center stage for almost all of it. Like Leon doesn't do much. So I guess that's like a little bit of a knock on the episode. But I think Larry picks up the slack a little bit. So overall, I say middle of the pack episode. Season premiere is usually going to get somewhat of a bump. Um Season premiere of the final season, you know, I can't, I'm not going to have it lower than a three. So that's mm. kind of where I am. All right. Um, I don't think it was yeah. hard. I, I went through, you know, all the, all my previous episodes that I thought, where am I going to slot this in? And I rank it as the 99th episode of 112 so far. Um, I thought it was disjointed. I thought the editing wasn't great. The continuity, logic, connection between the scenes. Uh, we get way too much of Maria Sophia. Not enough of our core cast. Not enough Leon. N- barely any Jeff. Uh, barely any Susie, obviously, you know, Cheryl, Ted, any of those people uh, back in L.A. Um, so I, I um, 99th would make it um, only get one and a half pretties, which uh, seems uh, seems a little unfairly low to me. But, you know, based on where I have a ranking among other episodes, it is uh, that's where it fell. But uh, it was too harsh for me. So I decided to upgrade it slightly to pretty, pretty good. I gave it the two full pretties. And the other beneficiary of that is actually never wait for seconds. The episode ranked one above it, which now retroactively goes one and a half pretties to two pretties because it can't go, you know, down. So, um, <laughs> so uh, I extended my my two pretty um, uh, area by by two full episodes, basically. Pretty pretty good. That's all I can say. Two pretties for this episode. Uh, listen again. That's relative to curb. I still enjoyed it, and I'm still very excited that we have nine more. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Oh come on, be a come with guy. Uh, who is your come with guy? Yeah, I mean, I think you got to go with Auntie Ray here. Um, so exciting to have her back just in general. Uh, we haven't seen her in five full seasons, and she was always a delight. Um, but she's, you know, she's coming She's coming up with those glasses to save the day. She's standing online for two hours in the heat to vote. And, she, mean, and she's somebody who appreciates resting. You know that. She, she appreciates resting, resting. Yeah. yeah. So, um, you know, she's got all that come with gal energy for sure. Yeah, you know, when you were just discussing your rating for the episode, you talked about how Larry really carries it. Larry's in all the scenes. And when I was trying to come up with my come with guy, I wasn't really sure where to go. And I was going to go with Larry for that reason. I ended up going with Fouché. Yes, he's a dick, but he did convince Larry and Maria Sophia to, to come with all the way across the continent. So I'll give him credit for that. Um, so I'll give it to Fouché. Yeah, with but... money. Yeah, well, listen, when why do you think Kramer's coming with Jerry all the time? He wants access to those deep pockets. Yeah, when when I when I really have a difficult time coming up with the come with guy, it's usually sort of a bad indicative symbol of, of how I feel about the episode. And so, um, yeah. You're a fucking asshole. That's what you are. My fucking asshole is Lagaya. Fouché, pretty awful. Maria Sophia, always awful. But Lagaya, and, and if I feel this way, how much more so are you going to feel this way? Because given your takes on uh, appropriate behavior for the housekeeper. So you tell me who your fucking asshole is. Yeah, that's a good point. You would think I would go in her direction. But there's yeah. a far, far bigger asshole in this episode. Mm. They only appear briefly. But I would say the biggest fucking asshole in this episode is the horrible, horrible Alcoholics Anonymous sponsor who forces Larry into a purgatory <laughs> with this repugnant woman for at least another six months. Uh, just because yeah. he can't do his job. <laughs> oh, it's the sponsor's job to keep her. Oh, that's true, actually. Yeah, yeah, why is this Larry's responsibility? Yeah, stop making other people do your job, sponsor. You signed up to be a sponsor, not sponsor. Yeah, you sponsor. You're trying, he's trying to foist sponsorship onto Larry. Yeah, I agree with you, actually. Good point. Um, We have no Ted Dancing Club, Um, right? Uh, Jimmy Kimmel has, as we said, he's been on the show before during the Fatwa season. We don't get any yeah. other cameos from recognizable actors. How, how far did he get in, the, uh, in our bracket? Mm, I don't remember. We only did that like a couple weeks ago, but yeah, no recollection. He did pretty well. 
Oh, pretty, pretty well. All right, is it time for the postman? The first official Kerr postman we've had uh, in quite some time. Postman! Postman! Come here! Tell the neighborhood! What a shanda, Larry! Larry David! Not only are you a lousy Jew, but you're a lousy human being! He screws the wife of a man in a wheelchair! A shanda! Maybe you should have given me some candy! You're a lousy Jew! Yes, we actually have a new review in the Apple Store. Oh. Um, so if you're um, looking to do something to uh, boost our ratings a little bit, head on over there. You can write one yourself. We'll read it on the podcast. Yeah, help us uh, beat Jeff and Susie. What have they done? Yeah. Um, our rating is down to 4.3 out of 5, so we, mm. could use, um, we could use a little bit of help. Mm. But um, we have one from Bionic Blue. Bionic Blue. Blue. But without okay. an E at the end, so Bionic B-L-U. Okay. Who wrote, love it. I look hmm. forward to it every time I see a new podcast post. Thank you. I'm a huge fan and enjoy others' honest opinions. Uh, Thank you, Blue. Yeah. Those and that's what you get form. here, honest opinions. Yes. And now for the more now, formal postman. The official postman. Yes. We start off with Matt Stewart, who says, I am surprised at how much people didn't like this episode in the pretty, pretty pretty good chat that's true people were kind of down on and on there yeah um i laughed a lot related to a lot of the classic larry annoyances and felt the tip of the toilet after talking to her about the glasses in the toilet was funny and reasonable exposition setting it up the whole way i also loved having maria sophia around it didn't all come together but it was fun come with guy is leon anti ray for getting out to the polls and was it leon or anti ray and lending larry the glasses i think he's saying anti ray he wrote leon but I don't know. Um, sounds like Nancy Ray. Uh, fucking asshole is Michael Fouché. I guess this is how the rich stay rich. But him not paying <laughs> is insane behavior. And his son is a potato. <laughs> yeah, I mean, true word spoken. Yeah, I mean, how expensive could school be when your son is a potato? Yeah. By the way, I have exciting news here um, for Nancy Ray. Yeah. Now that she, because we each gave her a come with gal nod in season six, episode eight. Oh. And so with her third here now, she has enough to qualify for the next bracket. Oh, that is very exciting news. Because yeah. that's definitely going to happen. Yeah, exactly. We're do she, a third she, she ties Jason Alexander and Crazy Eyes Killer and Shara and John Hamm oh, and so she's many other right up. She's right up there. All right. Yeah, um, and Matt gives the episode three and a half pretties. Alex Orvitz writes in and says, it was an interesting start to the season. Larry seemed extra unhinged at the start. And I agree that the episode felt disjointed pre-Atlanta especially. But maybe that's the effect Irma has had on him. I appreciated the mugshot gang, so it will always be memorable for that. Mm-hmm. Even though this is at least the second time Larry has been involved in voting line shenanigans. Um, yeah, that's true. We yes. had that in the last episode last year. He, uh, they agreed to both not vote. Yeah, I thought something like that was going to happen here. But obviously, uh, I thought he was going to try and tell Anti Ray not to vote, and she would get mad at him because right. Anti Ray is not giving up her right to vote. And I also like Leon being mean to poor Pachuca. Pretty, pretty, pretty good. Three pretties from Alex. Jim Crumley says it was great to have Curve back. While it wasn't the best episode, it was a fine way to set up a few plot lines and kick off the season. The Brookie bit felt a little overcooked, but I did like that Brookie referred to Larry to LD as Lar. That'll show him. Pretty, pretty, pretty good. And all another three pretties for Jim. Fucking asshole is Pachuca. Corgis are quite are quiet and it's perfect that Maria Sofia has one of QET's favorite dogs. I don't know what this means. Uh, but Pachuca is a spoiled bitch. Um, 
Do you know about dogs? I don't know anything about dogs. No, not really. Um, come with guy. I have to go with the chalk pick of Leon flying from LA to Atlanta just to keep Larry company and make a quick stop to see any Ray. What a guy. You know what I mean? <laughs> I do know what he means. <laughs> I do too. Um, Zach Brooks. Hi, I'm Zach, and my good friends call me Brookie. Oh. Eight, seven, seven, cash now. Irma must be a Renap fan. Do they talk about that on Renap? Maybe that's um, why I'm telling you, it's everywhere, baby. <clears throat> okay. I'm not, that's not ringing a bell for some reason. Um, the series stuff is played out, but still cracked me up at Larry's rage. Yes, I agree with that. Um, uh, we also thought like the, the, what's it called? The speakerphone thing. Like we had that with, what's it with Schwimmer's father, right? Yeah. I feel yeah, like we, we had that. Time. I feel like yeah. that's also like retreaded material. Um, sort of with, with Fouché overhearing the conversation. Yeah. 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 I feel like we've done that yeah. another time too. That's not coming to mind, but for sure yeah. with Schwimmer's dad. Um, and he's spot on. Oh, we also had it in the first episode um, where Larry calls Cheryl a Nazi on speakerphone. So it's yeah. not the same thing, but like a similar. Yeah. Overhearing um, things. Yeah. Yeah. And he's um, he's spot on about the emotional support dog scam. Larry could solve a lot of problems. If he just put a lock screen on his phone. Come with guy. I didn't really know. Nobody really. I guess cordial Larry gets it for first. He gets up and grabs everyone's food. Then he brings Auntie Ray some water. Fucking asshole is Maria Sophia. So much asshole behavior. Great first half, schlocky second, three and a half per days. Hmm. Okay, pretty good from Zach. Okay. Sorry, Olin, from, from Brookie. Olin Allen writes in, hey, Avi and Chestery. Is he, is he not our closer? Uh, he's not. He's not. Oh, he, yeah, uh, closer this week. He donated, the, he, he donated the closing role. He gifted it. Um, so great to have, Alexi, yeah, great to have the return. A lot of fun scenes. Would you guess that the Irma Kostrowski jingle she was singing was real or improvised by Tracy Ullman? So I knew it was real. Um, oh, the, but oh, that's funny because Olin in Ireland, I guess, doesn't know what the fuck JT Wentworth is. <laughs> JT Wentworth. Yeah. So, Wait, so Olin hasn't seen the Eminem thing either, or the Renap thing. Apparently, yeah, it's out there. Yeah. I assume yeah, it's, it's never clear which parts scam, of them, right? Like they're trying to like they're they're for sure like giving like old, cars for kids. Like, you're saying cents on the dollar. No, cars for kids is like a nonprofit. Here it's like no, like, but it, it's is like scam. you have a structured settlement. We'll give you cash now. Like they're for sure yeah. not giving but you. No, but cars you know. for kids is like a huge scam. Um, I know they investigated. Yeah, like yeah, they, the URA, Yeah, they're, they're giving whatever. They're, they're, there's if you want to donate your car to actually benefit children, there's lots of charities you can donate your car to. Do not give it to cars for kids. And yeah, probably do not call JG Wentworth because they're offering you a bad deal, almost for All sure. Right. Do these reflect the opinion of Alex Chester. Don't sue the podcast. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. let's get to Scientology next. <laughs> um, so yeah, the um, the CYRI heightening irritation. I don't know. What, oh, Siri, you're writing it. You wrote out Siri. Oh, S I R I. Is that how they spell it in Ireland? C I R I. No, Siri right. is spelled with, well. Siri from uh, from Survivor is with a C, but then an E. Yeah. There. So yeah. C-I-R, yeah. yeah. Um, anyway, the Siri heightening irritation discussion on butt and dick dials and the routine with Fouché about cordial, including their different pronunciations, was a highlight. The final scene highlights something that always bemuses me, basically linked to the massive industrialis industrialization of elections in the United States and the inherent inefficiencies such as those long queues at voting stations. Be okay. out in five minutes, a peak hour in Ireland with a long ranked voting list to fill out in a complicated multi-seat constituency approach <laughs> with similar turnout levels. Our only issue is with the horses of public posters on every lamppost during campaigns. The campaign horses. They got horses during elections. What's that about? With the horses, the horses of public posters. I think horses probably means like a lot. Oh, 
I don't All think right. they actual horses. I don't know. Uh, um, hordes, maybe he means. Maybe it's a misspelling. Yeah, I don't know. He wrote horses. The are, they ele- are they electing horses to public office? That's their Ireland? problem. Yeah. yeah. So they just elected. Well, some- we allow horses in the hospital. Oh, that so. was Northern Ireland. Did they elect a horse for the first time? Yeah. Something something happened there. No, the, the whole the whole classic bit about how Donald Trump is like a horse in the hospital. Yeah, yeah. No, I know that. I'm yeah, just saying yeah, well, yeah. Northern Ireland just elected somebody for the, like some, I don't even know, Catholic for the first time or something. I don't even know. So you're comparing Catholics to horses? These do not reflect the opinions no, of the podcast. No, it just happened this week. It just happened this week. Mm. So I said maybe they also just elected a horse for the first time. Mm. Oh, I got it. Okay. In Northern Ireland, it goes man, horse, woman, Catholic, then Jew. <laughs> no, Jews definitely last everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway, wouldn't be pretty, pretty, pretty good without some political digression. Um, come with Gal is Maria Sophia creating another massive success for Larry, being so charming and cordial and a cute little <laughs> emotional support friend. Yeah. Uh, the fucking asshole is the woman who grabs the waiter to pass on overlong condolences while he is holding someone else's food. Not thinking of others can surely grab him on the way back or tell for him sure. to great to point. Him great point at, by or at a better great point. Yeah, great you point. Could, right, deliver the food and come back. Yeah, it's not Betty's fault. He's in mourning. It's the mourner mourning at the wrong time. Yeah. Um, he gives the episode three and a half pretties, lots of laughs and good rhythm, just not wrapped up the best, but upper tier quality overall, hopefully continues to outperform seasons 10 and 11, which are the two lowest seasons for me. And we end off with John Gormley. Who's oh, been, uh, he's been killing it in the chat. What a promotion. <laughs> um, Owen said he wanted to keep it within the country. So you know, <laughs> let's not get crazy here. <laughs> He's not just giving this out to anyone. John says, hello, Alex and Av. Great to have Kerr back on screen again. Fairly packed season premiere. Few questions I had going in were regarding why would Larry still be with Irma, which got answered, but I'm still confused at the timeline. The season takes place at the end of 2023, as shown in the calendar. Oh, that's true. We did see that. It showed not only the month, but the year. Yes, 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 I actually do remember that. Yeah, Gorlami again with the save. Yeah, I remember yeah. because it started in October 2023. I was like, oh, yeah. excellent. Uh, good calendar page. Yes. Um, season 11 took place in 2021, as mentioned a few times. And yeah. there's been over a full season of Young Larry since. This far exceeds any six-month time span Larry would have had to stay with Irma. Ah, Perhaps wow. She, John is really killing it here. Great point. Perhaps she was in a terrible state for two years and is now only staying with her for six months after she is clean. That would also make it more his responsibility. But I don't feel like at the end of season 11, Larry... He's looking to get out as quickly as he can. Yeah, he's yeah. not staying with her for two more years voluntarily. At yeah. that um, he's Did had... she drop off of the city council? I forget. Um, I don't Cause, remember. Because even though she missed the vote, why can't she introduce another vote? Yeah, I mean, we did just do a recap of the whole series, so we should know this, but yeah. I, I did that only for memory. Um, so, yeah, so he says um, lots went into, on on this episode with a lot of setup as is typical with the season premiere. The best part of the episode was Larry screaming at Siri and dropping the $10 bill in the toilet. Dropping it in was funnier than the maid discovering it as the joke had pretty much been told when it fell in. I felt the camera angles were a bit different than usual. Could be my imagination, but it looked a lot more movie-style cinematography. Hmm, I did not notice that. Um, I don't know if you did. Um, not sure. I don't think so. Okay. Um, he says that the girl called Allie, who was a huge Maria Sophia fan. Yes, he says, I'm Allie. I'm your number one fan. Um, she says he is played by a girl called Chase O'Donnell, who has worked on the crew of the show for the last few seasons. 
She's posted a few behind-the-scenes photos on Insta over the years. Apparently, her character had more recorded, which got cut, including taking Leon's pre-eaten slice of cake and watching a speech given by the South African with Larry. Both she shared a few two-second shots of on her Instagram. Interesting. Okay, so anyone can check that out on her Instagram if you want to see a little uh, deleted scenes. Overall, I enjoyed most of the episode, but felt it was stripped out a bit. That if it was stripped out a bit, we'd have had more time to flesh out the parts that worked. New Curb sometimes lacks the space for a gag to breathe, as they do so many scenes and plots per episode. Which works at times, but can be an obstruction at other times. Very well, very well said. Um, would give it three pretties out of five. Come with Gal has to be anti-Ray. Great to see her return full of spirit. No word on whether Loretta survived the cancer, though. Fucking asshole is the restaurant manager who made the server come into work three days after his mom died. Okay. That's two straight episodes of Pretty, Pretty, Pretty Good, where John got to uh, be the final postman, right? Because he was also the final one last week. Well, I don't know how official any of these rankings really are. <laughs> um, yeah, so our audience overall gave it a 3.25, which together with my three, your two, that rounds out to a 2.75, making it the 82nd ranked episode. So certainly below average, um, you know, I guess right, right between where, you know, me and you. Pretty much a little, a little bit closer to me, but pretty much right in the middle. Um, so, yeah, not not the best. But, you know, I feel like we've had a number of those with premieres. Premieres are always table setters. Um, so hopefully there's still great stuff to come. Yeah. Don't you hate to be continued on TV? I mean, the whole reason you watch a TV show is because it ends. If I wanted a long, boring story with no point to it, I have my life. <laughs> well, next week we have an episode called The Lawn Jockey. And maybe we should watch the next week on so we have a few seconds of a hint of what might be happening. My suggestion is that you cut out dairy from your diet. It's all I eat. I know it's hard. I had to give up my kind of almonds. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. So do you know who this guy is that Larry's talking to in jail? No, yeah. So is Larry in jail? That's question number one. Yeah, he's clearly in jail. jail. Yeah. Okay. And why is Larry in jail? He was just arrested at the end of the last episode. What do you mean, why is he in jail? Oh, so oh, so that's like a oh, I thought it was just sort of okay. The the, the cops arrested, but they don't put him in jail. I don't think you go to jail for that for that law. I mean, I don't think he's in jail like he's been sentenced. I think he's yeah. being held in jail because he was okay. arrested that day. Yeah. All right. Okay. And um, and okay. So who's this gentleman who's in jail with him? I don't know, but you do you recognize the actor? I don't. Oh no, I don't. No, a fellow um election integrity destroyer of Georgia <laughs> could, could be. <laughs> No work on my birthday. Oh, what is that, national holiday? It's huh? a sacred day for Jeff and me. What a thing to go through. You have to think about another person. It's just terrible. Yeah. Uh, saints, listen, listen. This man, this man is an inspiration. Now, hold on a second. Yeah, so where is he? So this man is an inspiration. Is Larry almost like when all the Jews think that he intentionally interrupted the baptism? Yeah. Yeah, do, do, do these African-American voters in Georgia think that Larry did this on purpose. Right. To it was an act of defiance, right? Yeah. protesting the law. Okay, so this, this pastor says, Saints, listen, listen, calls everyone together. So uh, presumably we're back in Atlanta because Auntie Ray's here. Inspiration. <laughs> so we're like, where are Susie and Jeff? Or does Larry go back to LA and then back yeah. to Atlanta in this episode? Yeah, that's a lot of travel for one episode. Yeah, I don't know what's going on here. Um, yeah. I guess maybe that could happen first. The trailer's just out of order. Yeah, now lawn jockeys, the episode is called The Lawn Jockey, are sort of uh, considered a racist thing, right, these days. So, what does that term even mean? I've never heard of that. A lawn jockey is like a little lawn jockey that people, like, it's a little 
st- statue of a jockey that people put in their lawns. Oh, okay. H- hence, hence the name. Got it. Uh, okay. a, I never, I a lawn jockey. I'm not know, familiar with that term. A lawn jockey is a statue depicting a man in jockey clothes intended to be placed in front yards as a hitching post, blah, 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 blah. Yes, and it's, but it's considered racist, basically. Um, yeah, although, interestingly enough, it says uh, – this is all from Wikipedia, by the way. So, uh, well, then I'm that. against it. Yeah. It says, apocryphal accounts of the figure's origin portray the statue as representing a hero of African-American history and culture. There's a common story that the black lawn jockeys are a recreation of a black boy who served George Washington in the Continental Army during the American Revolutionary War. The story says the boy named Jocko Graves was left behind as Washington considered it too dangerous for him to cross the Delaware River with the men. Graves then died in the cold while tending to the men's horses, frozen with a lantern in his hand. But hold on, Av. According to the Jim Crow Museum of Racist Memorabilia, this legend is not corroborated by historical records. Oh, man. uh, Another story popularized by American historian Charles Bloxon posits that the figures were used on the Underground Railroad to guide escaping slaves to freedom. In that case, it seems like these would be heroic uh, lawn jockeys. I don't know why they'd be racist. Uh, but Ba'av, terrible news for you. Uh, claims of an association with the Underground Railroad have not been corroborated by other historians. That's very sad to hear. So, yeah. So uh, it seems like it's just racism because uh, racism was fun for uh, most, of, most of the history of the world. And still is for lots of people. Yeah. So on that note, we'll be back next week with some lawn jockeys. On the note of racism is fun. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Again, not, not the opinions of Alex. Just... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but I'm hoping that uh, we're flying to L.A. Susie's got another colorful outfit. All together, I'm very confident that next week will be. Get a life, Jews. I have a structured settlement and I need cash now. Call J.G. Wentworth, 877-CASH-NOW. I have an annuity, but I need cash now. Call J.G. Wentworth, 877-CASH-NOW. 877-CASH-NOW. They help thousands, they'll help you too. One lump sum of cash they will pay to you. Get long-term payments, but you need cash now. Call J.G. Wentworth, 877 cash now. 877 cash now. 877 cash now. 877 cash now. It's your money. Use it when you need it. Call J.G. Wentworth, 877-CASH-NOW. But please don't actually call. Or at least, if you're doing so, please do not do so because you think this is an endorsement.